Welcome to His and Hers Podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. We're officially nine days away from the NFL season, and we continue with our divisional previews starting today with the AFC North, the division that had the AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens. We're going to be in competition this year with Pittsburgh Steelers and the very volatile Browns. I'm Zach Ben alongside my sister Paige. Let's dive into it. is shaping up to be just as competitive as it typically always is. We have the AFC champion. Cincinnati Bagels have finished last year at 10-7. Right behind them with two new quarterbacks added after the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger and Mitchell Trubisky and the first-round draft pick, Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh Steelers, with that defense are looking to be as competitive as they typically are with Mike Tomlin, uh, as their head coach, we then have the Baltimore Ravens, who at one point last year, I think by week 12, were still the number one seed, even though it seemed every single person on their roster had a season-ending injury or battling some type of problem. And Lamar Jackson in a funky uh, kind of contract negotiation holdout deadline, self-imposed. Uh, we'll dive into that. And then lastly, the Cleveland Browns, the uh, the team that always, for some reason, has a story attached to them uh, with a funky year upcoming with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. So we'll start this one, as you will, the next division previews by me asking you, Paige. AFC North is going to be a tough division to win, always is competitive in that cold. All the stadiums are outside in cold weather areas. But who do you think is going to come out in January with the AFC North division title? My money is on the Baltimore Ravens this year. Um, just, I think Lamar Jackson's continued success. I think it's kind of the Ravens' perfect year with the additions that they've got at wide receiver coming in and some of the defensive moves that they've made on the end. I just think that uh, the Ravens have had a little bit of a – not like a horrible go the past couple of years, but I think that this is the year that they really kind of capitalize and kind of own this division. Um, so yeah, my money's on Lamar Jackson throwing for thousands and thousands of yards and the Ravens taking that first seed. So do you think last year they would have won the division title if it weren't for the plethora of injuries that seemed to stack on top of them, including that late season ankle injury to Lamar Jackson? 100%. I think that it just was like, you know, I think some teams just go through that of really bad seasons with having a bunch of injuries. And I think that this is the season that you see kind of redemption for a lot of those athletes of coming back even stronger than they were. And so um, I'm excited to see what the Ravens do this year. I think it's going to be fun. Um, what do you what do you say when like what is your thought to the wide receiver room not being you know, it's if you look at it, uh, it seems to after the trade for um, Hollywood Brown being sent to the Cardinals, it seems as if they have a bottom five wide receiver room. I mean, I don't know. What do you make of it? How do you think it shapes up for them as a team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because I think some people put way too much money on wide receivers. I think wide receivers are more replaceable than people sometimes like to believe that they are. Um 
I think, I mean, obviously we have lots of conversations around Aaron Rodgers and ultimately like he's done a lot of good things with bad receivers. Like it's just a good quarterback can make do with bad receivers. And so for me, it's like, yeah, he might not have this like insane receiving core, but he's Lamar Jackson. Do we forget that Lamar Jackson is also a threat on the run? And so between his run game and being able to do those drop passes up the middle, I think that we're going to see some really fun and exciting plays. And even though he doesn't have a Justin Jefferson or anyone like that, I think that he's still going to be completing a lot of passes. Um, And so, yeah, it's like wide receivers are, it's really fun to have a really amazing one on your team, but ultimately like good quarterbacks can make do. Not as interesting point because uh, Rashad Bateman was, a, I believe, a first-round pick last year, maybe second, but I'm pretty sure it was a first-round pick in the 2021 draft. Um, they have Devin DuVernay, who has tremendous speed, uh, and then James Pro- Prochet, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, it's not a, a room that will draw any headlines um, or be uh, a spectacle, but as you said, they don't necessarily need um, an, an, like a, like a Devonte Adams who needs 115 receptions, right? They have Mark Andrews to work the middle of the field. Lamar Jackson's still going to have plenty of running opportunities, which is what their offense is is truly about. And those lanes in the passing game will open up because of the threat of him being able to run. So I think you make an excellent point. I don't think. Uh, it is as important as probably an Aaron Rodgers who doesn't have quite the athleticism and offense built around him and some other quarterback like a Baker Mayfield and some of these other quarterbacks that need options. Um, I think Lamar can get it done without it. I agree with you because it wasn't like Sammy Watkins was all pro when when he was on the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. I don't think he was on the Ravens then, but I mean, you couldn't even name a wide receiver that was on the Ravens back when Lamar Jackson won MVP. I, I mean, Hollywood Brown was there, but he was a rookie and he wasn't really all that good. Exactly. That's the thing is it's just like the routes will open up for those receivers because defenses are going to be focused on making sure that the run game gets knuckled down because that's going to be where Baltimore's biggest threat is at. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So I have the Ravens winning the division ceiling of 13, four floor of nine, eight, Um, I think they've got losses to Kansas City, Indianapolis, and Green Bay this year. Um, And then there's always the chance of them splitting with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So that could kind of determine a couple more losses for them, depending on how they play against their division rivals. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the additions in the back end of Kyle Hamilton in the draft from Notre Dame, they signed Marcus Williams and Kyler Fuller. Um, You know, Kyler Fuller coming off on down here in Denver after a good, you know, start to his career in Chicago. Um, I think that overall, like their defense was mightily improved. Lamar Jackson is in a funky situation, having no agent and being in his um, in his final year of his rookie deal. He has a self-imposed deadline that once week one starts, he's not talking contract, and all of a sudden he's in a lame duck season. Which the last time the uh, the Ravens had a quarterback in a lame duck situation, Joe Flacco led them to the Super Bowl and won Super Bowl MVP, and they had to pay him. So I guess if you're going off history, it probably looks pretty good for the Ravens. <laughs> I I don't think they're going to win the division. Um, I think they're going to be second. I think that they're going to finish around. I think the I think the ceiling, however, I agree with you, is probably 13 and four, just because John Harbaugh is an excellent coach. Lamar Jackson's a winning quarterback, and that defense seems to be revamped and going to be more along the style that they're accustomed to. So, so who's going to be your team that's getting better than 13 4? 
Well, that's the ceiling. If everything goes yeah. right, that's the ceiling for him. I think 13-4. I do think the floor, however, is 9-8. and eight. I just think um, injuries are always kind of a random thing. So is the injury luck going to be any worse? I mean, probably not. But you never know how those new signings are going to gel. And um, if because the lack of weapons – could that actually mean that the defense are able to pack the box a little bit more Rashad Bateman doesn't actually pop like they're hoping he does. And all of a sudden you're looking at nine, eight season. So I think it's going to be more personally around the 10 to seven mark, but I think nine and eight is about as worse as it gets in about 13 and four, if everything comes together for him. Um, in terms of who I think is going to win the division is the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, mm. what's your opinion of that? I think, uh, there's a lot of reasons why I think that, but tell me what you think about the Cincinnati Bengals going into the third year of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I still have faith in the Bengals. I actually have the Bengals um, coming second in the division behind the Ravens, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Um, a lot of people, I think they have that whole mentality. I mean, it's happened time and time again, right? Where these kind of like Cinderella story teams the next year just can't live up to the hype. And in so many ways, the Bengals were a Cinderella team last year. They just had a lot of things that worked in their favor to make it so that they got to the playoffs. And I hate saying that because it makes it sound like they didn't deserve or they like it was all luck. And I don't think that was the case. I think Joe Burrow is an incredible quarterback, but I think that when it comes to the NFL football I think we can all talk about how uh there's a lot of things that have to play in your hand to be able to uh have a season like the Cleveland Browns did I mean they finished last year the Bengals Bengals, yeah the Bengals they finished last year 10 and 7 so it wasn't like they had an insanely good year they were knocking everybody out of the park I mean it was a pretty mediocre season they did a tremendous job in the playoffs but their luck in making the playoffs was due to the fact that the Ravens were riddled with injuries the Browns are the Browns and the Steelers had a horrible season and the Steelers ended up making the playoffs too off that one weird thing and so I think that there's a lot of hope. I still have a lot of hope in the Bengals. I think that the biggest problem with the Bengals is their O-line. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be in the top five most sacked QBs this season. And so I worry about Joe Burrow getting hurt because of the lack of support that he has from that O-line and the amount of pressure that will be on him because now instead of being an underdog of like the cool official rookie year for Joe Burrow, people know what he can do and the threat he is. And so I think that a lot of teams are going to come out with more uh, intense game plans of how to get him sacked. And so that's just kind of my take on the Bengals is they're still, they're still going to be playoff contenders in my eyes, but I don't think they're going to win the division this year. No, you make, you make some excellent points. Cause I do in, in a funny way, I do think the floor on the Bengals is a lot lower than say the Ravens. Or even the Steelers, because I, I'm not sure if I'm all in on Zach Taylor as a head coach. So I do think if things kind of get out of hand, if some injuries pile up, I do think that the floor can be around a five and 12, six and 11 campaign like I do. Uh, but talking about their offensive line, they added Ted Karras, Alex Kaplan, Lyle Collins, all I would say starting caliber offensive linemen um, that they kind of will insert and hopefully they end up gelling together. Um, they did lose a couple like CJ Uz- Uzama, but they replaced him with Hayden Hurst. So th- for a Super Bowl or AFC champion, they didn't get poached like a lot of these teams do because they are so young. There is some reckoning coming down the line. I look at their wide receiver room with T Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, Boyd. And 
I know eventually that's going to be broken up because they all are, I, you know, Jamar Chase is special. T Higgins is special and, and Boyd is a, a certified potentially number one wide receiver in a lot of locker rooms. So I know that down the line, they're not gonna be able to afford it. So this team is going to be broken up because there's a lot of young talent, but I just think I, I just, I, I'm a big, I, maybe I'm biased to Joe Burrow probably more than I should be, but I think him having the swagger that he does, the team believes in what they're doing. Uh, with the additions of the offensive line and the defense remaining intact with Jesse Bates signing his franchise uh, tag just recently. I think that they can carry that same momentum and hunger that they had from that playoff run and carry it early into the season and, and into a successful campaign. So I do think the ceiling is probably uh, 13 and four, like light or wrong with the Ravens. I don't think they get much better than that. But I do think the floor could be around the six and eleven, which is funny. But I just have that belief in Burrow that they'll get the job done. Yeah, I've got I've got their ceiling at twelve and five, and their floor at six and eleven. So yeah, see, we're pretty similar that way. Pretty close. You know, they open at home against the Steelers, which um, is interesting. With the you know, we can start talking about them, but they got the two new quarterbacks, and they play at Dallas, which will be tough. And but then they're at New York, home against the Dolphins, Ravens, Saints. Um, there really isn't much, you know. They get the Browns in the Jacoby Brissett era in those eleven games. They get them one time at Cleveland, um, and then they're home against Carolina before they're by. So, you know, the, it, it just kind of depends how they get off on a start, right? If they if they can beat Pittsburgh at home, and if they can split the Pittsburgh and, and Cowboys section. And then they get kind of two soft ones against the Jets and the Dolphins. You're looking at three and one, maybe four and zero oh to start the year. And for a team that just came off the Super Bowl, if you st- get that off to that fast start, I think the belief will be there for them to carry on into a successful campaign. But if they get off to a slow start, then this take could be pretty bad. <laughs> so, um, are you a Trubisky believer? So obviously not picking them to win. I guess the frame of question I have is if we have the Bengals and the and the Ravens kind of competing for the cha- the title, who do we have at the floor? Who's sitting at the four the four spot? I've got the Steelers at the floor. I don't I don't believe Ooh. in Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh, what about I'm Kenny not- Pickett? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I think that this is my thing is that I think that after a quarterback leaves a franchise that has been such an intensely integrated quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger was, I don't think that that team is going to have an incredible start to that first season, just because I think that it takes so much adjustment from coaches and from other staff to adjust to a new quarterback. And with it being likely that Mitchell Trubisky starts, I just don't, I mean, I just don't have trust in, in Trubisky. Um, I might be a little bit biased towards him, um, in terms of not liking him very much, but yeah. um, I think that they had a bit of a down year last year. Obviously, they also finished at ten and seven. Um, but I think that they'll. I think they're going to lose to Buffalo. I think they're going to lose to Green Bay. I think they're going to lose to the Chargers and the Titans and the Chiefs. Um, I do think there's a chance for them to split with Baltimore or Cleveland just because those division games, there's always that likelihood um, of going into different homes and kind of messing things up. Um, But the thing is that I'm struggling with is that we know Mike Tomlin has never led 
the Steelers to a losing season. And so my question to you is, do you think that they will have their first losing season under Mike Tomlin, or do you think that they're still going to be in the hunt? I still think they'll be in the hunt just because as you noted, Tomlin just, just wins. Like uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, with Deb member Devlin Hodges, Mason Rudolph being the primary quarterbacks just a couple of years ago, they were one game away from the playoffs and finished, I believe, nine and seven that year. And that was with the Devlin Hodges, the the duck, something about duck, ducky guy, because he was a, like a championship duck caller. The guy's not even in the league anymore. That was two years ago. So I think that you just got to trust in Tomlin and what he's doing. Um, I do agree with you. The quarterback situation is a little shaky, but that defense is really good. And if they were competitive last year with, uh, with Ben Roethlisberger could throw it five yards down the field at most. I mean, Trubisky ain't great, but he ain't that bad. Like we remember Ben for being an MVP candidate for winning a couple Super Bowls, big dude who could launch the ball. But that wasn't La- Ben at the end of his career. No, not even close. Ben last year, there were probably, he was probably like in the mid twenties level of quarterback play. I mean, there was rookies that were outperforming him by a wide margin, and it wasn't even a strong rookie class. So I think that even if you put Kenny Pickett in or Trubisky's playing, I think your level of play is going to be better. I do think they're the team, in my opinion, that's going to be around the 500 mark. Um, I don't think it gets much worth it. Like they're, to me, they have the smallest gap in ceiling and floor. I think they're just around average. I honestly put their ceiling at 9 and 8. You could convince me 10 and 7. And their four is about eight, nine. Like I just, I, like you said, Tom has never had a losing season. It would be the first time ever that he does. So I just would put it, history repeats itself and he has a strong track record. That's probably as bad as it's going to get, but it's not going to get much better than that. That's kind of the flip side of it. They're going to be probably, in my opinion, the third, but obviously if you have him finish in fourth, you probably feel a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, not actually not too different. I've got them from a ceiling perspective. I've got them at nine eight, um, but at the floor, I've got them at five twelve. And that's just taking in consideration that I think if they, if they, if Vegas, Denver, Seattle, Cincinnati, and Minnesota are able to take wins from them, then which I mean, all those teams taking a win from the Steelers doesn't seem all that likely. But there is a chance I think with all those teams to do that, then I would have them sitting at five and twelve with those losses. But Again, it's hard It's hard to bet against Mike Tomlin having a losing season. True. Um, really, the biggest thing that they just got to fix up, one, is their quarterback, and then two, last year they were the 32nd-ranked team in the run, gave up 146 uh, yards per game and an average yard per carry of five. So that's why those games felt uh, – you know, I remember the Vikings game, Dalvin Cook in the first half, I think almost had 200 yards, um, mm-hmm. and there was plenty of examples that throughout the season. So – I think he'll have that cleaned up. I think there'll be some pieces added, but yeah, in my mind, I think that the, on the flip side for me, I think the Browns are going to, are going to have the worst record in that division this year. Mm. I just look at everything that's going on for him. The entire off season has been spent with answering questions about a quarterback who's now not even going to play the first 11 games of the year. And if you look at their schedule, let me pull it up. But, um, it the, it was kind of soft early on, but it it, it kind of looks at it where okay, Jacoby Brissett's your quarterback. 
you don't you can't really in my opinion circle many games on the calendars as win as talented as the browns are in a lot of positions i think they're going to lose week one to the panthers i think baker mayfield he's a vengeance type of dude and i think he's healthy and i think he's going to want to beat them they're then home against the jets which they'll probably win but then I think they'll lose at home against the Steelers. They'll be in Atlanta. And again, Jacob Brissett as Atlanta probably will be bad. I just, I don't have trust that you can say, oh, that's a win. Um, the char- Then they're home against the Chargers, home against the Patriots, at Baltimore, home against the Bengals, and then at Dolphins, at Bills, home against the Bucks. That stretch right there will sink their season. Even if they start three and one, you know, four and one, say they get off to a fast start. That stretch where they play home against the Chargers, at, uh, home against the Patriots, at Baltimore, home against the Bengals, at Miami, home against the Bills, and then home against the Bucks. their season's done. They might go 0-6 during that stretch. I mean, I don't know what you see there, but I see a bunch of losses. Yeah, um, I think that, I don't know, because obviously we've got J- Jacoby Brissett, the whole Deshaun Watson situation. He'll be coming back that game right before they play the Texans. I think that's going to cause a lot of ire in their season of just not having like that set quarterback, having this whole uh, issue surrounding them and being bad publicity for the team. Um, I do think, though, that we've got Amari Cooper and Jadavion Clowney. Um, and I think that for them that's an opportunity for some pretty big plays. I think that we could see, I don't know. I'm like, I think we could see Jacoby being like a pretty decent quarterback for the first half of for the, those first 11 games. And there is the chance that maybe Deshaun Watson just sits the rest of the season because Jacoby's having success. So what do you think? Do you think there's an, do you think there's a chance that Deshaun Watson returns and they don't play him? No. No, they're paying him too much money. Like, they've already shelled out $45 million as a signing bonus when they traded for him, and he's guaranteed 46 for the, the next five years. There's no way that they don't play him paying that type of money. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I th- I don't know. It's hard. I think that – Um, I just think it's going to be one – I feel like there's always those weird, te- like weird teams that you think are not going to be good, and then they end up being fine, and – I'm just putting my money that the Browns will be better than the Steelers this year. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, I think if I think we're going to find out this year how good of a coach Kevin Stefanski is, if he's able to build an offense and make Jacoby Brissett successful. Um, I I think they're going to be fourth. I think that, like I said, I think how many what's that stretch of games? It's one, two, three, four. It's seven games, and the easiest game is in Miami, which isn't an easy game. So in my opinion, they're going to go one and six, two and five. I could also see zero and seven during that stretch. So I think the floor falls out from their season, and I think they end up around the four and thirteen mark. I think that's kind of the floor, three, uh, four and thirteen, and the ceiling is nine and eight. I mean, is right around five hundred. I just don't see this year being successful for them personally, just because I mean, you trade so many assets and picks. And you put so much weight into a quarterback, and then he's gone until December 4th. I, I think just the vibe and aura around the team gets shifted when that type of punishment's handed down. Yeah, and I think that we failed to mention Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, though. And I think really talented, they, great offensive line. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I think that there is a chance of 
with Brissette starting, it could be that a lot of these players have a fire underneath of them because of all the controversy surrounding their quarterback that they come out playing um, really strategically because it could be one of those opportunities where it kind of binds them together as a better team. And so they have a whole mindset shift that is feels feels more unique and than different than a lot of other teams could necessarily have. So not betting yeah. out, not betting out on them. Not betting out. You're a Stefanski believer. In Stefanski, we might trust. We maybe kind of trust. <laughs> I wanted to read off a few of the odds. So um, your last few division winners, the Bengals won it last year. Then it was the Steelers in 2020. 1918, it was the Ravens. And then 1716, Steelers. And then Bengals, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Ravens, Steelers, all the way back to 2010. Um so not any Browns in there. Just, just rough. Um, the Ravens are plus 160. Uh, so your team to, to win it is the favorite. Uh, the Bengals are right behind it, plus 190. And the Browns are plus 400 with the Steelers finishing out at plus 1,000. I think the Steelers at plus 1,000 is a better bet for your money than even the, I mean, the ranked Ravens and the Bengals just because they're going to beat each other up plus 1000. You don't have to bet much money to win very much money. So um, kind of an interesting, um, you know, pretty balanced division with those two teams, the Bengals and the Ravens kind of sitting there um, and the Steelers, you know, sitting so far back. So yeah, um, I think this will be one of the funnest divisions to watch because I think it's going to be oh. back and forth a lot this year. So I think there's a lot to look forward to in the AFC North. I think that first game with the Bengals and the Steelers will be an important one, kind of setting the tone. I mean, if the Steelers go in and, and beat the Bengals right off the off the bat, you got to take them seriously. Um, mm -hmm. So you're exactly right. It's going to be one because then all of a sudden the Bengals have to then go to Dallas and all of a sudden they could be looking at 0-2 start, which being Viking fans, we've seen the last two years. An 0-2 start just – it just sinks the season at like pretty like not entirely, but because then all of a sudden you win your second game, you're one and two, but then you lose that fourth one, you're one and three. And it just sounds like, oh my gosh, we're I mean, we gotta go and you're just battling, just trying to get back above that finish line. So starting quick is is really important for a lot of NFL franchise. Not everything we've seen teams fall apart, but more often than not, that that 0-2 start can really kill you for sure. Awesome. Well, um, I guess, is there any like random prediction you have for the division, like a MVP candidate? Um, do you think a rookie of the year is going to come from this play? I mean, is there any, I, cause mine to build on that, I got offensive rookie of the year. I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think by week two or three, the Steelers are going to be like, look, Trubisky isn't the future. Great backup quarterback to have because they got him for cheap two years, 14 million. Um, although he's looked great in the preseason, I, I, he's looked really good, but so is Kenny Pickett. So I just think by three, four, they're going to throw Kenny Pickett out there. And he's, I, I, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I think he's pro ready. Thinks he's going to play well, athletic dude who can run and throw. So that's my uh, hot take is Kenny Pickett offensive rookie of the year for the year 2022. That's a fun one. I don't think we're going to have any really notable no defensive player of the year or anything like that coming out of this division. Not TJ Watt? No. Oh. My Is you'll hear you'll hear my prediction in a later podcast Ooh. about who's going to be defensive player of the year. No back to back for DJ Watt, huh? Nope. Move over, TJ Watt. There's a new 
D-O-P in town. D-O-P-O, D-P-O-Y. Um, do you think Joe Burrow competes for the MVP? I mean, because I like Joe Burrow, I want to say yes, but I don't think so. <laughs> How about Jamar Chase? Do you think he's going to break Justin Jefferson's two-year receiving total? Do you think he regresses a little bit from his first year? No, I think it's going to be a little bit of a regress because I think Joe Burrow is going to get sacked too many times to hit him. Oh. Justin Jefferson, we trust. <laughs> You're a little biased. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up the AFC North preview. Again, I have, I'm staking my claim in the Bengals. The defending AFC champions are going to be the division winners. Paige has the Ravens thinking Lamar Jackson in his contract year is going to get it done and win the division for this year. Uh, any other thoughts on the close this episode up? Get on to the next division. Love you. Miss you.